Hi, we are glad that you are here with us today. As the people of God, we are more than conqueror, and we can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. Our sincere hope is that you will be greatly blessed by the sharing today. Be the wise as the one who builds the house on a solid rock by putting the word of God into practice. If you need more information or you want to bless this ministry, please do visit our website at www.nbcsingapore.org. God bless you. You know, as I prepare this uh, particular sermon, uh, I felt uh, I felt reminded of um, the word of God that promises us that there are three things that abide forever. Now you know, in First uh, Corinthians it says, "Now faith, hope, and love abides forever, and the greatest is love." So you know, I I am you know of the intention to really bring the church of God to a place where we begin to assess uh, what, um, what we own, what our treasures are, and are we um, putting enough effort, wisdom, and vision to translate what is on earth that rust and moth will destroy and converting it, just like you convert currencies, converting it into something of eternal value. Praise the Lord. And today I'm going to center my, my sharing on the word hope. Holy Spirit shedding His love upon my heart. And I became a transformed person. And I, I remembered when my heart is so filled with love when I was age 16, I became a Christian. Uh, that Christmas, I used, all up, I used up all my savings and I began to... to uh, uh, buy presents for Christians uh, in my fellowship group. <laughs> I became like a like a quote unquote Santa. <laughs> uh, well, Santa Claus is not a good thing, uh, but you know, it's just talking about the givingness that I never had before. When I was more of centered upon what do I get out of life and out of people, all of a sudden I I begin to focus on giving instead of just receiving. So there's something tangible about the love of God. When the love of God touches us, we're completely changed. Then, faith is also abstract. You know, what is faith? Most of us centered what our faith on what can be seen. And so I said, uh, faith is kind of confidence. If you are a confident uh, athlete, you will say, I have faith to finish the race. Because you feel like your, you have certain, your, your past experiences give you certain level of confidence and you call it faith. But no, 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 that is not the kind of faith the Bible talks about. It's called faith in God. So, you know, I, I am in the business of helping Christians translate what they thought they understand into something real. Because if it is not real, when the shaking comes, your, the false confidence can be lost. The, the, the love that you thought you have in puppy love, the love that you, the, 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 the what you call it, the, um, the um, uh, infatuation that you have, you thought it's love. But all of a sudden you realize that, you know, true love, true faith is pretty different from what most of us understand. 
Then, of course, hope. In fact, I give up hope trying to understand hope. <laughs> because hope is too far-fetched. When love and faith is so difficult to understand, I mean hope is even more unreachable. But today, I just want to talk about hope. The hope of God is an anchor of our soul. And we need that desperately in these desperate times. Hallelujah. Praise God. And God says that he has put a hope in each and every one of you. Amen. Hallelujah. In each and every one of our hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Just tap the, the person next to you, your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife. Hallelujah. Tell him that you, God, God has placed hope inside of you. You are, you are full of hope. Hallelujah. Amen. In Christ. So I want to talk about, I want to center purposefully on hope in Christ. Say with me, hope in Christ. So honestly, it's uh, quite an uh, oxymoron to say that there is hope apart from Christ. Because Christ is our hope. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, just this week, you have, some of you would have heard the uh, budget 2022 being rolled out. What do you hear? Is it all good news? Or is it, well, uh, the government tried to give you good news, but it's still something of great concern. And, and, and for uncertainty in many of our hearts, the budget rolled out telling us, be warned, you're going to have rising costs. You're going to have uncertain future. <laughs> Sorry, the, the, it should be uncertain, not, not uncertain, okay? It's uncertain, all right? <laughs> and then, uncertain future. We are told of the prospect of, not a prospect, of a reality of a GST hike. We are told that we already experienced digital interruption. We are newly educated and informed of a coming carbon tax. And then many people already suffered job displacement by AI, artificial intelligence. This is just talking about Singapore economy. We're in, we do not have enough time to talk about the, the possible war coming in, in uh, Ukraine. And uh, the possibility, uh, you know, of, I mean, the, the many catastrophes that's already happening around the world, the, the riots, the, the protests that is, you know, overwhelming the news media today. So, when we are bombarded daily with such uh, negative things, I don't know about physically uh, in your own life, what are some gloom and doom that we sometimes are overwhelmed with? But, these point to a, a, a great um, sense of hopelessness from a lot of people. And our hope in Christ is being challenged and tested. So what does hopelessness mean? Hopelessness means destitute of hope. That means no more hope. It means destitute of hope and um, having no expectation of good. In other words, you, you have so many failed expectations that we begin to be apprehensive of any good coming out in the future. It's almost like when you hear your name, Samuel, and you say, yeah, what now? This is pretty different from the life, the expectation, the positive, earnest expectation God desires for you and I. Amen. And hence, the word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, and love. I tell you, this, these words are a big deal to me as a Christian. 
Because if I am not a Christian, I do not have the promise of God's word that there is anything that will stay. There is anything that is permanent. But God says, heaven and earth will be shaken. Hallelujah. But God says, my words endures forever. And God's words specifically to new beginning congregation. Hallelujah. To us all, to every individual here online, that it is that you have a faith that abides. You have a hope that abides. You have love that abides. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's try to simplify and help us understand what hope is. And I will tell you, let's begin to ask God to help us have a good measure of God's hope filling up our hearts. The word hope is synonymous with this concept of needing help. I need help to succeed. I need help to get there. Amen. Hallelujah. I need help to have my desires fulfilled. So all of us, I need help to see my dream come true. So you, you talk about the words dream, destiny, good future. It's all about, it's all something in the future and all requiring present hope. The, the greater my hope and the more I begin to, by act of will, activate faith, out of the abundance of God's love in my heart. Hallelujah. You know, love is so, it's, it's a kind of comfort. It's like a child growing up in a healthy family, being huddled by, uh, by, by the parents. They have such a security. They are, it's easy for these people to activate faith and hope. But when we are void of love, when we are raised up in a family that is, um, you know, that's devoid of, uh, that have robbed us of security, it's difficult for us to operate in faith and have hope. So there is a close correlation between faith, hope, and love. Hallelujah. And tell your buddy next to you, we, we are in the right place. Hallelujah. Amen. God is going to fill you not only with hope, but with faith and love as well today, I believe. So, let's understand this. Hope is synonymous with our need for help. Need for help to have certainty of the future. Need to have help to, to reach our destiny in God. Hallelujah. So, God not only gives you a destiny, He gives you a hope to, to get there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God. So Psalms 121, verse 2, 1 and 2, it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Or my help comes from the Alpha and the Omega. So God, so here in the scripture, you see a correlation between your need for help. It's like when you need to call 999 for help. You know that you can call, hallelujah, him, 777, hallelujah, amen, for hope. So, the word of God says, I will lift up. So, I want you to, to look upon. The word upon means up, on. So, hope comes from above. Hope doesn't come, ab come to you 
uh, with you looking around and what, at what others are doing. How are you coping with this? When you look around, it's not going to give you hope. Hope comes when you, like the psalmist, look up on. Hallelujah. Look upon Jesus. Fix your eyes upon him. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to read through some very familiar scriptures. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Praise God. Is anybody thinking about me? If you are not, my God is thinking about me. God says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Not only does he look at you, and, and you know, most of the time we look at somebody and say, Come on, you. Well, you could have done better. We are full of negative thoughts. But look, the Lord says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. First of all, God's thoughts towards each and every one on the screen. Every each and every one of you here, God says that I know the thoughts I have towards you and they are really good thoughts. Praise God. God says that I have thoughts that give you a hope and a future. Praise God. Praise God. Can we clap our hands and give Him praise? Hallelujah. So God wants to give you the thoughts he has for you has got to do with a bright future. Amen. And then, so this is foundation. This is 101. Psalms 43 verse 5, it says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Sometimes don't you go through these spells of depression? You go through a sense of hopelessness when you get your results. When you, when, when uh, I mean, if you invested in stocks, I don't know how many of you, and you saw this, the, 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 the reports, your heart sang and some of you were ma making a decision the news that came you know shocked you and, and and all of a sudden you felt oh where's my hope i have no more hope this is my this is my last dime this is this is my final straw and god says oh my soul you see hope requires you to be anchored in christ upon his word Get this. You, hope is for those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. And then anchor upon his word. So I, I, I urge you, as you read the word of God, let the word of God begin to speak to you audibly, speak to you personally, and give you promises. You know, I, I remember years back when I was, uh, you know, still a student and I was facing persecution at home. You know, the prospect wasn't so good. It's like my parents say, you're right, you either, uh, you, you, you either stop going to church, stop becoming a Christian, or you stop your studies. So I was torn in between. I was caught in a situation. And I said, God, this, shouldn't, this is not the end. Surely you have a better way. I don't want my, my parents to come against you. It's not a good, it's not a good deal. It's not, it's not a wise thing. Because God, you ultimately win. <laughs> and so I thought in my own heart, and I was sitting in bus 12, bus number 12, traveling from uh, North Bridge Road down to somewhere in church in the uh, East Coast, bus number 12. And there on the bus I was sitting, I was in distress. The word of God came to me in Psalm 120. Those who trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion. As the Lord surrounds Jerusalem, those, the Lord surrounds those who trust in Him now and for evermore those who trust in the lord shall not be shaken that word just came into my heart and it gave me hope that the situation is not going to prevail god is going to prevail in my household so faith begins to come 
as the word of God, you know, infuse hope into my heart. Hallelujah. And then, you know, I was on the bus. I begin to pray in tongues. I begin to speak those things out. And I say, God is going to change. And as I continued, the Holy Spirit began to stir up within me another scripture. He says, a good tree bears good fruit. So, you know what? I said, God, what, is, what does that mean? It's not so direct, isn't it? But unless you say, I'm a good fruit because I'm obedient to you. I'm walking with you. But who bears that good fruit? My mother who was in opposition with Christ. And I said, God help my father and my mother. They are good tree. They are good people who did not know you at a time. But they will come round. They will come to know you. I have hope. You are going to do things beyond my imagination and turn things around. Praise be to God. Both my parents are saved. Hallelujah. Hope. That hope that infused within me, that that helps me to exercise faith to do what is right in the sight of God according to his word. Well, that's a mouthful. So I asked the Lord to help us. You see, the word says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you disquieted, disquieted within me? Why are you, you know, in, uh, overwhelmed by, by doom and gloom? The word says, Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance. So, can you see the correlation between hope and help? Say with me, hope. <laughs> Say with me, help. <laughs> How many of you need help? Let's have hope in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And learn, and learn what it is to have hope in God. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. It says, I would have lost heart. How many of you have lost heart before? It's like I tried something. I tried it again and again. And it's not, things are not getting better. I believe uh, if we do not have hope, we'll, we'll talk about the qualities of hope later, but if I do not have hope, I won't be able to pull through. But it says, I, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is hope? Hope means I will yet stand because I will stand to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will see the goodness of the Lord in my own household. I will see the goodness of the Lord in Singapore. I will see the goodness of the Lord in, in my own church. I will see the goodness of the Lord turning things around as I turn my eyes upon Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering. And then it says, there are a few things. If you want to see the goodness of the Lord, number one, you've got to learn to wait on Him. So hope, hope, the compound word for hope is waiting. You, 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 if you are so used to a three-minute instant noodle culture, instant coffee, instant tea culture, it's unlikely that you will develop faith and hope. I think the sense of like, you know, prompt response and, and all this, it's here to stay. It's more and more going to be so. But I want to say that uh, whether we will learn to wait on God, it's up to you. We have to counter the culture. So this calls for Christian discipline. To learn 
to worship Him, to learn to wait upon Him. When it comes to worship, when it comes to reading the Word, when it comes to praying and talking to God, let us not apply the instant coffee, instant tea culture. You know, you, you go around the bookshops in the past, they, they sell you seven minutes with God. They sell you, you know, a, a, a quick a devotion for busy people. Come on, if you are too busy for God, you're too busy to experience Him. So, it, is, it, is, it, is, it doesn't make sense to say, God, increase my hope. Let me learn to hope in you when I'm not learning to wait upon God. I challenge us in 2022 to learn. The more desperate we are, the more we learn to wait upon Him. Amen. So wait on God. Number two, be of good cheer. Be of good courage. When, when what you hear is negative, learn to look to God and see things from the brighter side. Hallelujah. And, and then it says, and he shall strengthen your heart. Hope strengthens your heart. As you begin to wait on God, and you take God's side, would, would, I, would you say that? Number one, wait on God. Number two, take God's side. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you will be of good courage. If God be for me, who can be against me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You learn to begin to, to know, to experience His presence and say, God, I know this is tough, but God, I know you are with me. Then as you wait on Him, things begin to happen. You will hear a still, small voice speaking to you. You will hear God's promises. God will bring to pass, will bring to you memories and give to you uh, oh, the, the words of assurance. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So wait, I say, on the Lord. The next slide. Hope means help from heaven. Hallelujah. Hebrews uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 16 to 20. It says, this hope we have. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this hope you have. This hope you have. Have hope. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. So you see, what happens is uh, bad news, fear, uncertainty, bad experience cause you to have no hope for the future. Cause you not to have faith in people and then ultimately no faith in God. Most of us kind of like twisted the thing. Because I can't believe in people, I can't believe in God. But who says to believe in people? But God says trust in Him. Hallelujah. When we learn to trust Him, whatever was not possible, the Lord says with God, all things are possible. It's possible for, for circumstance to change, for people to change. Because God is higher. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. He is greater. Praise the Lord. And, and then I want, to, want you to see this beautiful picture. Hope and heaven. See, without hope, we are doomed for hell. But with hope, we are onward to heaven. Praise be to God. So the, the scripture says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. 
you know, you would recall uh, when my wife and I went to Israel and my wife fell off from a two and a half meter uh, camel. And in fact, the, the, the camel threw my wife up another few meters because the, the camel stood on his two legs. And then my wife fell face down on the floor. She was, quote unquote, disfigured. I, and the, the floor, the, 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 the rocky floor, was filled with blood. My wife lied there, immovable. And you know what? We were lost. And you know what? My mind was blank. My heart was disquieted. But you know what? By act of will, by declaring, by, by an act of faith, I declared my hope in God. I praised Him. I clapped my hands. I had 40 over people with me surrounding. They are all my church members. They were all in like a, a moment of paralysis out of fear. And, and uncertainty. Is, is uh, Shimu, is, is pastor's wife alive or dead? What's happening there? What can we do? Is moving her the right thing to do? You know, we were totally lost. But you know what? The foundation of hope that I had, had all my ears. I, I knelt down and I begin to praise God. Hallelujah. And I, I hope that my wife is going to be raised again even if she should die. <laughs> I have hope that God is going to turn what the devil meant for evil. God is going to turn it for good. I have hope that the church that went there with me will be stronger instead of more fearsome. And you know what? God began to act on my behalf. You heard the story. My wife was miraculously healed. She got the best surgeon. Today you see her. She's even more pretty. It's almost like she undergone free <laughs> surgery. And, uh, and, and, you know, there are many things in, my, in our lives that uh, we saw how God turned things around when we do not give up. And when we held on to hope. So I want to tell you that this hope you have as an anchor of your soul is both sure and steadfast. And this hope, this hope, all right, this hope enters, hallelujah, the presence behind the veil. Praise be to God, hallelujah. Listen to me, you can't enter behind the veil unless by the grace of God and God open a way for you. But let me tell you, when you hope in Christ, hallelujah, that hope brings you behind the veil into God's very presence. In Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every burdensome thing, every unbelief, and sin which so easily entangles and snares us, and let us run with endurance. So I want, to, want you to know that when you have hope, you run your race that is ahead of you with endurance. Endurance means to say that you, you, ha, you are yet to receive your price, receive the, the, the wonderful things, the reward that God has prepared for you. But you're still running. You didn't give up. You did, not, you did not allow yourself to be distracted with doubts. The doubts that this current news media, the, the doubts that, uh, that, that the telegram that you read is casting upon you concerning the future. 
you, you start to fix your eyes on Jesus because you know that he's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the author and the finisher. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. He is the one enthroned and he is seated on the, on the throne. He is the almighty, all-powerful one. Praise be to God. And it says, when you begin to look and you say, God, you're greater than COVID. God, you're greater than the sickness. God, you're greater than the economy situation. God, you're greater. You're greater than this conspiracy theories that I'm hearing. God, you are greater. I'd rather to set my hope upon Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my race. God, you did not bring me to this earth not to finish and be stumbled. You brought me to this earth to finish my race. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tell your buddy next to you, we are going to finish our race. We have a race to run. Hallelujah. As an individual, as a family, as a church. We will make it to our destiny. Hallelujah. Because God has set that hope upon you, on your hearts. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. So I want you to look at this PowerPoint. As on the left side, I have listed a few things. That, that journey into hope. Number one, we, our hearts need to be filled with joy of the Holy Spirit. We, we ought to, the Holy Spirit gives you assurance of your future. Let's develop a strong and intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Where, where other people are sad, you can be joyful from within. Because the Holy Spirit shed His love within you. So Jesus, full of joy, set before Him and the other cross. When I look at the sufferings that we go through and we compare it with the glory that God has for us, joy wells up from within. Number two, endure. It says, Jesus endured the cross. The cross is, the, the endurance is, is the circumstances, the challenges that you face. For the students, you know, it's that enduring their educational years. If they didn't know how to enjoy it, they have to endure through it. For parents, we are enduring to wait for our children to grow up so that we can be offloaded from the burdens or responsibilities. So the, 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 the next thing is to endure. But, but you only endure when you have the joy. And as you are enduring, learn to wait upon the Lord. Then, it says despising the shame. we got to learn. There are lots of negative voices, negative things that comes to you and you say, you know, I will, I will, this is nothing. And, and, and you tell yourself, you know, I'm not going to give ear to these commands. But I will turn my heart to the commands of the Lord. Praise be to God. Then you know what? You, even when circumstances hasn't changed, you can sit down like Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father. You can begin to be at rest. Hallelujah. So there are four steps to this hope thing. Number one, let your heart be in close communion with the Holy Spirit. 
so that God's love overwhelms you and brings you that joy of the Holy Spirit and assurance that comes through the intimacy in these tough times. Let us be, be, be so um, uh, well up and so immersed in, in the love of God. Hallelujah. And then with that, you'll be able to endure and then despise the shame and finally be at rest. Hallelujah. In the Lord. The next thing I want to share with you is this importance of sincere, the hope in relation to a sincere, reverential confidence. SRC. All right. So what's that? In 1 Peter 3, verse 14 to 16, it says, But even if you should suffer, righteous, suffer for righteousness, you do the right thing and you suffer. For example, you, you go by the rules and then you get penalized by, uh, 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 you know, you know um, unfairly. You are blessed and do not be afraid of their threats. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you get threats and not be troubled. Uh, we are we're troubled by, you know, um, lots of things, uh, policies and uh, situations. But the Lord says, sometimes you can't interpret everything. But there's something you can do. You, you can't predict the future. You can't predict the outcome sometimes. But there's something you can do when you are unable to be at rest and you, you, don't, you don't fully understand things. The Lord says one thing you can do. Sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Praise be to God. For example, we have an uncertain future about meeting together on Sundays. Okay, there are all these regulations, this SMM, this whatever. You see, today, uh, our hope, my hope in God, in Christ, has seen me through the last two years. Today, I see a relaxing of these rules for religious organizations. We did not give up. We, we did not fumble. We were not in the least uncertainty because when everything is uncertain, there is something certain. That is our hope in God. And you know what? You can only enjoy that when we learn to sanctify. Sanctify the Lord God in our hearts. I.e. to say, God, I know that there are many organizations. There are, there are entertainment organizations. There are different organizations. The government has different rules for each and every one of these. But God, I sanctify you in my heart. That you are my God. The God who watches over me, neither slumber nor sleep. God, you, you will intervene at the right time. You will, get, you will get it sorted out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. My business. Lord, you know it best. I sanctify you in my heart. The GSDs, how is it going to affect my operations? The hike in prices, how is it going to... God, I cannot understand this. I cannot explain all of this. But I sanctify you in my heart. And always be ready. So people will say, why are you, why, why are you not taking a preemptive action? Why are you not doing this and that? No, no, no. I know God is in control. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on Him. I am, I am, you know, distilling spiritual wisdom. There are many thoughts coming, but as I sit at rest in the presence of God, God is showing me things 
and, and I'm choosing my steps because I sanctify him in my heart. Praise be to God. And always ready to give a reason for the hope. And then it says, with meekness and fear. I call it reverential. Meekness and fear means you, God, I'm not going to take luckily. You know, some people say, it's going to be okay. The COVID is going to be okay. I know. I know my God is taking care of it. That is, that, sometimes that is presumptuous. But God wants us to wait and weigh. Say with me, wait. Wait on God. But also weigh. Can you feel when you weigh, you can feel the presence of God, the glory of God, the peace of God. When you wait, are you weighing the weight of God's glory, the weight of His peace upon your heart? Can you say with me, wait and weigh? Praise be to God. Hallelujah. This is how you navigate through to hope. You, God, I want to have hope. But it's not presumptuous. You wait on God and you wait. Praise be to God. I'm going to go real fast now. Um, the next one is earnest expectation in hope. So, you know, this is something uh, many of us, you say, oh, I'm so unsure, I'm so uncertain, and so I am not expecting anything. But hope is actually earnest expectation. In uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 18 to 21, it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, yes, it's literally like a scripture written 2,000 years ago for now, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. I want you to know, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Would you profess that over your neighbor? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise God. Glory is like, you know, when you get the first prize, when you get a reward, when you get... A, Every one of you is going to get that, but the key, Christ in you. Let us be centered in Christ. But this is a scripture. It says, you know, for I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to compare with the glory. There's going to come a glory. With this darkness, there's going to come a great glory upon your life, upon your church, upon your family, which shall be revealed in us. And then for the earnest expectation. Say with me, earnest expectation. This is tough. Lots of people have faith, but they, they're not expecting anything because uh, whatever they see is negative. Whatever we see is negative and, and we say, oh, no, 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 no. So our faith starts to drop. The problem is, some, we often have faith in people. We have faith in powerful, in successful people. That's the wrong place to place our faith, by the way. Our faith got to be in God and on His Word. And as you begin to put faith in the right place, you see things happen. But not only that, you almost like uh, the faith is for achieving the immediate. But hope is for, for reaching the ultimate. <laughs> faith is for reaching out for the immediate. But hope is... Is for reaching the ultimate. Praise be to God. So, for earnest, for the earnest expectation of the creation, eagerly waits. So, all creation waits for the revealing of the sons of God, for the creation was subjected to futility, which is hopelessness. 
not willingly, but because of him who subjected in hope. Because, in other words, when you see the creation going down in a sense of like, like um, deterioration, I want you to know that in the inception, in the heart of God's creation, it has a destiny, a hope in place for glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why we can say what the devil meant for evil, God turns it for good. Because God has put a success formula inside every one of us. A, a DNA for victory on the inside of us that gravitates us to God's calling and destiny. Praise be to God. The next one I want to read is Calm Assurance of a Positive Future Outcome in Hope. Um, there, there are more to this. I'm just going to go to the rest of it real quickly. But Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you future and hope. I prophesy future and hope to every one of us here. According to God's word, amen. Praise God. It doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter where you are at. Because the blueprint says that you have a hope and a future. And it's a glorious one. We're going to look at um, this chart. And, uh, and I'm going to state quickly 10 points and I'm done. This word is uh, very powerful. <laughs> Amazingly, let me say it, and uh, those of you who know Chinese, and some of you don't, um, but let me just give you uh, this word. So, you know, we use a lot of words in English like desire, prospect, wish, hope, longing, looking forward, and, and so on. The word in Chinese, actually, by changing one character in front, bases its root meaning on the word Hope, Wang. It's called Wang, Wang. So it's made up of three parts. The first part you see is a dot, and then uh, with a with a hook on the le top left side. You know what that word means? That word means death, death. And then on the right, the top right, is a word Yue, Yue. Yue actually means flesh, roll. So, and the word at the bottom, it's Wang, which is king. King. So let me paraphrase this. When, it's, when we die, or we come to the end of our flesh, and we present ourselves, you know, at the altar of the king, you have hope. Hallelujah. When you come to the end of your flesh, whatever you can do and achieve with your own abilities. And you present yourself at the altar of the king. That's where hope begins. Praise the Lord. So you see two things. You know, we're talking a lot about self-confidence. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, people who do not always have hope, they, who, whose hope is about what they're able to do, it's be centered upon their own abilities. You have people say, you, they will use words like, I wish, I wish I will be able to do this. It's like something that is not founded on Christ. Something is not founded on the word. There is no promise attached to it. You use the word wish. And then, based on your abilities, I think 
you know, with my abilities, with my current resources, my assessment, I prospect, I project. That's the second word on the left side. With this soft gentleman in his suit and tie and his hands in his pocket. Then, if they succeeded, every time they planned something and it happened, they said, I desire. I want to get this. See, the, when the world shakes, God says whatever can be shaken will be shaken. You know, people whose confidence is in, the, in themselves, they will be shaken to the core. But then, there are those who sings the song, Cornerstone. My hope, my hope is built on nothing less. Hallelujah. Then Jesus Christ, my righteousness. Praise be to God. We Christians, doesn't matter, you have all the talents in the world, you, you are the greatest programmer, you are the, you know, you, you are the sought after uh, talent of the day. But you know what? Because you are a Christian, you know whatever can be shaken will be shaken. Your hope, your, 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 your future was not uh, based upon what you're able. But you begin to translate whatever is, is temporal and carnal, praise God, into this part where you, you come down in humility and you begin to look to God and you begin to sing, cornerstone my my hope is built on nothing less doesn't matter i have a big house doesn't matter i have a big car doesn't matter what i have but god i know that all that i have came from you if all these were to be shaken you are my rock and you are the god of my salvation so therefore i look up on you and i look forward to the destiny the calling you have for me and then I earnestly expect in longing earnestly expect in longing like the creation and I place my hope in you praise God the word look upon is mentioned 74 times in the Bible is a big deal the meaning of look upon is actually to look up to the one who is higher and better and we do have one what are you looking up upon? Help us to look upon the Lord, our rock. Um, I have sent your pastor the notes. I have 10 points what to look upon. But I, I'm not going to belabor that. Uh, you know, your pastor can share that with you. But this is my sharing. You know, we are we're in a times where we need to have hope. I'm going to go to the very last two slides, two or three slides, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, can I go to um, this, this picture, reasons to hope? Um, Daniel, are you sharing the PPT? Okay, good. Yes, I'm just going to share this and I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I don't think that the title should rightly be called Reasons to Hope. I just want to, I want to share uh, more like the relationship between faith, hope and love. I, I have been a Christian for 30 years over years and I found that if my heart is not overwhelmed with God's love, it's very difficult to have faith and have hope. In fact, in my life, I, I learned, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I spoke in tongues and I got my heart so filled that I said, God, you love me, that you gave your life for me, I want to love you and give my life to you. And so it's the love of God that motivates me. And then 
I come up with challenges and I say, God, how do I overcome these challenges? I have no vision of the future. I have no understanding of the destiny. And so my, my vocabulary for hope is extremely limited. But I begin to, there are many things I want to do for Jesus. There are many things I want to do for Christ. For example, China missions. For example, growing a congregation. For example, making many disciples. For example, seeing people around me saved and hearing the gospel. There are many things I want to begin to do for Jesus. And I ask God, God, enlarge me. Give me faith. Give me faith to, to see these things happen. So I ask God for faith and God increase my faith. I start to believe God for bigger things. But I realize that faith is only for what is immediate. I, I only apply faith when I come to this place and I say, God, I want, to, I want to see the next thing happen for you. So God, give me the faith for that. But you know what? In life, I've met up with challenges in my life, like my wife's crisis, like, you know, like many, many other things that we've been through. It's almost at a crossroad. And it's like, I, it's like almost, how can a Christian be hopeless? when I couldn't see any turn around for the events that I've been facing. And I begin to give up and I, when I, I begin to be hopeless. And when I begin to be hopeless, I begin to be faithless. I begin to ask God, God, what is hope? There's a scripture that talks about prisoner of hope. And God will restore you double. And all of a sudden, I, my, my, my heart lifted. I, God, I want to see you restoring double in our lives. Whatever the devil has taken, multiplied back into my lives. Let me take it back from the enemy. And all of a sudden, I begin to understand that there is a thing that's hope. And so, here it is. The relationship between faith, hope, and love. Let our hearts be filled with the love of God. So that you learn to have faith in God and walk in God. And then, you know, have your hope anchored in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. That, you know, God promised you a hope and a future. I want to bless you guys and ask God to give you hope that anchors you in this very challenging times. And, and having ability to see beyond the circumstances and to wait on Him. And, and let God's joy fill your hearts. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.